Ladies and gentlemen, this is El Cochino, Tom Lawler, and I'd like to welcome you to the podcast that puts the lotion on its own skin, Lucha World. Bitchin'. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Vandal the Love Handle Drummond, the Freak, joined by Frito Esparza. Frito and the Freak, episode number 80 of the Lucha World podcast. Uh, long time no cyber talk, huh, Frito? How, how you been? I know, where you been? It's been like a month, hasn't it? Like, yes, yes, yeah. I've, been, uh, I've been the invisible man for a, a while now, trying to get those uh, great payoffs from Martin Cardigan finally. <laughs> Well, you did, uh, you did one of the 605 podcasts, didn't you, like a couple weeks ago? Yes, I did. Um, uh, two weeks ago, and then he did one of the Star Wars things where he calls us up by surprise and uh, chatted on one of those. You know, that, that's where I feel simultaneously like an old man and a very young man because we always talk so, uh, with great excitement about all the fun wrestling we saw back in the 70s and 80s, you know, and... <laughs> Part of me wants to jump up and click my heels. The other half wants to reach for my cane. Yes. <laughs> which is sad because I don't have a cane. Yeah. Meanwhile, while you were gone, I was doing podcasts with the Cubs fan and Dr. Lucha, Steve Sims. Yes, yeah. I heard the, yeah, uh, the Cubs yeah, fan episode. I really enjoyed that a lot, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I had a good time. Good, good shows. Yeah, uh, very good. Yeah, it's, it's, and, and it's a trip hearing you like being, you know, opening up the whole podcast, like this yeah, is Fredo Esparza. I'm like, oh, this is a trip. You're like, cool. and actually, you eased you eased into it a lot, you know, pretty smoothly. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what like like I know uh, uh, Dr. Lucha was like telling me that that I, I sound smoother on it now. And I was like, yeah, it takes a while to get used to this stuff. Oh, totally, totally. Yeah. So, so the last podcast that we did for Lucha World podcast, well, that I did with um, the Cubs fan, the big story at that time was La Mascara and Maximo Sexy. The entire, well, the Alvarado family in general were busy. We, we saw them, we saw a grainy cell phone video of them destroying a Mustang. And it turned out to be Ultimo Guerrero's Mustang. Um, so I just wanted to, I just wanted you to give your thoughts on that whole situation. I mean, because I think you, if you heard that show, uh, they got fired. And we were talking about how we hadn't heard of like somebody getting fired for that reason. Um, do you remember anybody ever getting fired for something like so, like so um, crazy that that? I mean, it just seems like something that's completely out of nowhere. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting because the debate I've been hearing, one, have you seen anybody fired over some issue like that? Uh, the other thing I hear is, uh-oh, what's going to happen now that, you know, Maximo is gone, um, La Mascara, and, uh, you know, as far as uh, trashing a fellow wrestler's card, the only thing that I've heard that is stranger than that, and I've only heard this the first time in about two weeks ago, was on Austin Idol's podcast when uh, the wrestling manager, Billy Spears, put a hit out on him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never heard that story before, uh, but apparently... Billy Spears got busted. Uh, I can't remember if he pressed charges or not, but that was the last anybody ever saw Billy Spears. He, you know, nobody would touch him after that. Oh, wow. Yeah. And and, I mean, this is something, you know, I I may, I understand maybe there's hard feelings, very hard feelings at the union meeting. Apparently, does anybody know what it was that Ultimo Guerrero said? Was it, did he say something really harsh, or is it something they interpreted as harsh, or a little bit of each? It probably could have been. I think it was more. It was some, like something that could have been interpreted or like meant towards you know talking about the union itself. And since that basically is the Alvarados were the ones running it, it kind of like they took it personally. I think, and really, it might have been. It might have been directed direct, directly towards Brasso de Oro because I mean he was the pres- he was the union leader, so. I would think that would, you know, it doesn't matter if it's not directly aimed. Yeah. It, there's no way it couldn't have been directly aimed at him. That's what I like pretty much. I don't think it, I think I don't think he could have sugarcoated it or anything. Absolutely. And I mean, I know wrestling is a different industry, but still I think if I was mad at my supervisor and trashed my supervisor's car, I think admin above her would say, uh you're out of here, and they'd probably even put a warrant out for my arrest. Yeah, yeah, and you know, that's the thing that we're all kind of we're curious why there hasn't been been more done beyond that. Like, we don't hear anything about, like, shouldn't there have been, if files, if charges were filed, shouldn't there have been an arrest already or an investigation? And we're not hearing that. We're basically just, it just kind of seems like it's kind of just, you guys are fired, you go your way. We go our way. We don't talk about this ever again. Yeah, that could be. I mean, because yeah. uh, I heard Guerrero was planning on yeah. filing charges. But well, I mean, come on, that's already been like two, three weeks. So. I know. Yes, yes. Yeah. I don't know if it works any different in that country. Like, if you could, if you could file a criminal charge without putting the guy behind bars right away, I, I have but, no idea. Yeah, and I know it's like it's, and it's not like they don't have proof. Absolutely. I mean, there's proof right there. And while you don't see Maximo touch the car, you see him just sitting back, uh, drinking the whole thing in, and he doesn't seem too upset about it. You know, the the other thing, you know, the thing that I thought most about is I've heard several people comment like, well, several, you know, the heavyweight champion's gone, La Mascara's gone, and they're talking how it's going to affect everybody. Like, what if Rush was to follow them? And... Uh, I, I know I, I know I use this example at least a dozen times on our, our podcast, but I go back to the old uh, Jerry Jarrett thing, saying, "Yeah, it might hurt us for a little bit. We're sad to see you go, but we got to keep moving on." And I try to think of an example of that. And uh, I, you know, I, I know there's information you can find on it. I, I have to look it up, but 
I remember in late 77 up Northern California with Roy Shire, uh, the the, the lead feud was between uh, babyface Kevin Sullivan before he, you know, uh, went into the Edgar Allan Poe type gimmick. Yeah, yeah. And he was feuding with Bob Roop. And, uh, I mean, I saw a lot of the Northern California wrestling around that time. And then I remember just, they're gone. And uh, Ron Starr was getting the push, Buddy Rose. I later found out, uh, or actually maybe Ron Starr might have not been until later in 78. But what I later found out was uh, Roop and Sullivan apparently were planning some sort of like takeover of Roy Shire's promotion. Oh. I can't remember how you would legally do that, but apparently they were, I don't know if they were trying to file something with the athletic commission or via the TV station, but before they could go very far, as soon as Shire found out about it, uh, he just, you know, said, get the hell out of here. And, you know, they, you know, they left and, you know, for about another year, he was running, you know, pretty powerfully with, with Buddy Rose, Ron Starr, Roddy Piper, uh, Moondog Main before he passed away. Yeah. Uh, but of course, Shire made other problems and made other enemies and his promotion did go down to the toilet. But the thing is, he didn't, he didn't like freak out like, what am I going to do without my two top stars? You know? Well, and you know, that's how Paco Alonso thought, right? Like he doesn't really exactly. Yes. Yes. Like, they not only got rid of those two guys, they got rid of Bobby Villa also, which, was also That's right. I was trying to remember who the third guy was. Yeah, and like we still don't have an answer as to why Bobby Veal was fired. Like, but like I like I know a lot of people were like, and I I mentioned this. I said, you know, it's possible that with CMLL being so like, you know, lazy with um, how they want to uh, you know mention the news. They, yes. They probably just figured, oh, we're, we were going to get rid of Bobby Bobby Villa, and we just threw him in there. <laughs> and it's like, but, but you don't know. Like, I mean, I haven't gotten an answer. Like, I, like I'm telling you, like I've I've gotten answers for other stuff from wrestlers about other things that have gone on over the past couple of weeks and stuff. But like them, I don't know. And maybe that's why we should have gone and talked to La Mascara to find out. <laughs> ah, yes, I the, wish we could have. I wish we could have. <laughs> well, that's where that's also. It's interesting that we haven't heard as much because 30, 40 years ago, yeah, promoters kept a lot of these kind of infighting things as secret as they could. Yeah. But they're not really – they don't really do that anymore uh, aside from trying to do a an angle which is disguised as a shoot. But this obviously isn't the case. So I, I wonder if there's some story we don't know about Bobby Villa. Maybe he did have some involvement yeah, I, uh, uh, there's some people who because he he was brought in by Ultimo Girl, which is also one of the weird things. Like, not I don't know if he was brought in directly. I think he was because he. I think he when they when he did Informa, they would ask him who like who found you know who trained him or stuff like that, and he would talk about that stuff. But I'm not 100 percent sure. But I think he might have been involved. I, some people seem to think that he was involved in some way in that. Which, yeah, but, that, know, that, that's yeah. another interesting thing in the biz, and I, I suspect it's. Uh, that way in other uh, realms of the entertainment biz is yeah. uh, mentors and students, you know, sometimes they have a lifelong connection, but sometimes they have a really wicked uh, breakups. Like I, I think I heard Moolah just the fabulous Moolah praised the ground Mildred Burke walked on, but uh, after a while, all bets were off and they couldn't stand each other. And, you know, 
cursed around each other, walked on, and you, you do hear about that more than you know, more yeah. than just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, right after that happened, CML vacated their two championships, the belts that La Mascara and Maximo held. Um, there is actually a tournament tonight. We're recording this on Tuesday, and uh, there's a heavyweight, world heavyweight tournament going on right now. I'm sure you're disappointed you're missing that. And then uh, Saturday, <laughs> Saturday, there's another tournament for the light heavyweight t- title. So I'm sure you're going to be disappointed you won't be able to watch that because it's going to be on the Saturday show. So um, really, are you disappointed that you won't be able to watch those? <laughs> well, the light heavyweight tournament I'm a little more excited about probably. Yeah, I know, yeah. The heavyweight. Yeah. <laughs> You, you know, you know, then, you know how much I love tournaments. We were looking at the, the light heavyweight lineup they brought out was so. Well, I think I wrote it down here. Oh, here it is. Um, here's the heavyweights in the tournaments. It's I think they're it's the Torneo Cibernetico. Here it is. Check this out. Okay, Rush is good. Yes. Marco Corleone. Absolutely. Mister Niebla. Fun uh, <laughs> matches doesn't go too long. Yeah. Gran Guerrero. Yeah. Okay. Pierrot. Hey. <laughs> Cranio. No, no. Cranio, I mean, Cranio, I like Cranio against, like, light heavyweights in trios matches because he gets, you know, he lets himself get topate a bunch of times. Yes. Um, Euphoria. Okay. Terrible. I, I dig Terrible yeah, yeah. a lot. Uh, Dragon Rojo Jr. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ray Bucanero. Okay. <laughs> it, it kind of seems like it's going to be Rush or Marco, right? And yeah, yeah. Mush, Rush or Marco, I think that's what I'd do. I, um, um, maybe, you know, even though I've seen him a bunch, I I, 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 I want to give this a huge nod to Terrible. I love how he gets yeah. people over. Yeah, he's the, he's, the only, he's the other one I would think. Like, them three would be the ones that, like, I think Rush Marco would be the obvious ones, with Terrible being the obvious guy that's done it before yes. in the Dark Horse. Um, yeah, but I mean, th- it just doesn't really excite me to watch the tur- no, tournament. Yeah, yeah, the tournament does not excite me. It's not that everybody sucks in it. You know, a few do, but um, it just, yeah, it's nothing. It's almost like, <laughs> let's get this tournament over as fast as we can so we can have a champ and move on. <laughs> yeah, I would have just done like a short four, like do Rush, Marco, Euphoria, Terrible in a four-way, you know, like elimination tournament. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> really cool. Just, I think just... that would have been better. Do some angle where they're they're considered uh, the top contenders by admin and yes. yeah, do something quick. Yeah. So so the light heavyweight tournament happening on Saturday has has this this is actually a better group, but still not that impressive. Not, I mean it's it's good, but it's not. You got a couple of guys that you're just not really sure how they got in this. Um, Caristico. Okay. Niebla Roja. Yeah. Johnny Idol. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Barbara <laughs> Carvernario. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. That's Stuka, worth it. Stuka Jr. Cool. You know, I dig him. Yeah. I don't... I think I think I dig him more than a lot of people do. Yeah. Mysteriosa Jr. Okay. <laughs> R- Ripper? Ripper is somebody I have not seen enough. I could... I, I Psychosis. I, it's Ripper. Psychosis. Psychosis Ripper? Okay. Yeah. Then okay. Yeah, the 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 second one. Remember the one we interviewed? Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Well, we interviewed both. I totally <laughs> forgot he's called the Ripper. Yes, um, Drone. I thought you meant Don Ross is alive again. <laughs> yes, Drone, who I'm sure you probably haven't seen. No, I have not seen Drone. Blue Panther. I can always see Panther. I don't. Yes. I mean, especially in a tournament match, 
he might make it kind of cool. Yeah, and Pulvera. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's they're good, but better. it's nothing that I'm going to um, go out of my way. To watch. Yeah, well, if I have none to do, I'll watch it. You, you have seen Drone. Drone used to be Ombre Bala Jr., although you probably don't... Oh, see yes, that. I have yeah. seen him. It's not that... You haven't seen as much, probably, because he's, he's an undercard guy. I wanna, yeah, wasn't he on a lot of the um, undercard matches? Yeah, with Super Hulk Cone? Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. He just yeah, he really... Would work, he would work the opener. He was actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you're not excited about this tournament? Takes a lot to excite me these days. <laughs> although, I, though, I will, I will watch a tournament that has Barbaro Cavernario in it, just well, for the yeah. sake of Barbaro Cavernario. Yeah, I'm hoping he wins it, but I'm guessing once we figure out. I mean, I'm sure if we checked and saw who hold, who holds titles, we would know more or less who is going to win it. Because you know, they they have to have a certain group of guys to be in that other tournament, like later in the year, the Universal yes. Tournament. It all, you know, CML. It's all about tournaments. It's 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 insane how many tournaments we have to come up with. <laughs> it's funny, and yeah. and are we the only ones who are not excited about tournaments? Do do people dig them in Mexico or? I think I mean like all things. There's some people who are interested in that stuff, mm-hmm. whereas I I don't really care about tournaments because I mean nobody remembers them. Like who remembers them afterwards? Like nobody really remembers who wins or loses these tournaments. Yeah, I, I mean, if you're going to ask me about all the uh, tournaments I've seen in Lucha over yeah. the last number of years, I mean, the only one that comes to mind, and it's just, it's just like, I didn't even see the entire tournament. I just saw the final, the Increíble with uh, Volador Jr. and Cavernario. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I freak. Are you telling me you can't remember who won the 2012 Gran Alternativa? <laughs> Uh no. <laughs> yeah. So so this is that was the that's the big news from La Mastra and Maximo leaving with CML out while we're getting fired with CML on CML side they have to fill up those two titles and I think their spots are pretty much um the technical side's kind of been filled up by Niebla Roja who's getting that feud with Ultimo Guerrero and then um Mac, uh, La Mastra's position I mean that's been a little bit iffier on on that side because they. Pretty much, um, they're doing this gimmick with the Ingobernables where they team up with a different partner. I think the previous week they teamed up with Barbara Carvanario. In fact, I did see that match. I, yeah, I, yeah, I and, did see that match, and I got excited because I thought maybe Carvanario was going to be part of the crew, but I guess yeah. it was just a, a, an angle. Yeah. Then this week they teamed up with Echicero, and then they had the Angle Evangelist, which I'll talk about in a bit. But um, the other side of the Mosca and Maximo uh, leaving, they they start they debuted in the Crash. Conan's um, promotion—it's—it's uh, it's not his promotion, but he's—he's he's part of the whole, you know, the the brains behind the the Crash promotion. Yeah. Um, they debuted at Querétaro on—I think it was on Wednesday—and then on Friday they made their way back on the show in Tijuana, where they attacked the um, Penta Cero M and Ray Phoenix, and then later uh, later on again they showed up again in the main event. Uh, so basically now they're part of that. They're they're feuding with those guys, with, um, with Lucha Brothers, Pentacero M and Ray Phoenix, um, with the Rebellion and, and all these other guys. So they do a promo afterwards with La Mascara and Maximo where they're talking about how they're coming for everybody and that they might bring in more people to help them. And uh, so Maximo at the end of the promo says, tells everybody to check. Uh, he, he tells the guys, hey, guys, why don't you go check on your cars? <laughs> <laughs> So I don't think they're. I, I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully he doesn't get in trouble for that. But I don't yeah, know, so, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty so, funny. 
you know, it's weird. They should do a gimmick where one of them dresses up as a valet and, and you know, says, yeah, I'll park your car for you, <laughs> sir. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, it's funny because um, they did when they did the run-in, they attacked um, Penta, Ceram, and Ray, Ray Phoenix. I mean, it's Maximo and La Mastra, probably the two least scariest guys you're going to see in a run-in. Me, yeah, I mean, they don't exactly instill fear now. If if Rush came in and yeah. with somebody like Terrible or somebody like that, I'd say, yeah, they look like they're like they could beat somebody down into a bit Livian, you know? Yeah, like like <laughs> a, a, a chubby guy with pink hair doesn't really scare. <laughs> it's not man. exactly scary. Yeah, yeah, so it's like it's like it, it's. Like I get it, and like some people are trying to tell me, like they believe they they think they could buy it. It's like I, you know, this would never work. Like if if you grew up watching wrestling going back to the eighties, <laughs> this stuff you would never. I mean, when Adrian Street would, I mean, I could believe Adrian Street attacking somebody, but when you saw Adrian Street run in, he always had like somebody distract the person, or he would attack the person while they were down. Yes. And, you know, the other thing with Adrian Street, looked like a badass. Like, he actually looked like... Actually, I mean, he's one of those few guys who who had this total flamboyant look that was a a, a perfect hybrid of... Yeah, he, he looked like a glam rock guy. Yes, yes. Like, yeah, so 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 he kind of looked a little more like... And you could tell he could handle himself because he, 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 he had a rougher looking... He was in shape, you know, like... And, and Maximo doesn't look like that, and then... La Mascara, every time I hear him talk, he's so nice, like, so, like, easygoing, laid back. <laughs> like, it's like, I can't take that seriously. But, you know, I, I like that they're doing something with them uh, on the crash. It's something different, something you're not getting in AAA or CML. Yes. So it's good. Um, the other thing that happened in that match, um, Penta, Cero M and the King, Ray Phoenix, they wrestled Black Cherry and Sky Day. Um, I don't, I don't, you didn't watch that match? I, in fact, right before I called you, I was watching the opening. Uh, I saw how over Black Terry was. Yes, yes. Yes. That match, if you watch it, the the Black Terry, Penta, Seto, Emmett parts are really great. It kind of like slows down whenever Ray Phoenix and Sky Day are in. And mm-hmm. then the, ca- the camera work, you know, it's obviously a handheld, so you kind of... Yeah, I did get a little seasick here and there, but... Yeah, you, you don't get a lot of it, because first of all, he's, he's, there's this girl's head covering the... A part of the frame and everything, so it's not it's not as 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 easy to view. But you could tell like it was, it, and then there were some points where you kind of see that the that Black Terry and Sky Day don't quite get what these guys are trying to do because they're trying to do all the all the you know the indie the high yeah the the stuff. hold for hold and stuff yeah, yeah. They're, well they're trying to the, Ray Phoenix and Pet are trying to do indie stuff like the the yes. the, the U S indie whereas Pen, um, Black Terry and Sky Day are doing more of Maestro style, so it looks a little bit disjointed at times. But mm-hmm. Black, Black Terry and um, Penta, when they fight, it kind of looks like you're looking at, like Penta's looking at the guy he could be in like 50, in 30 years. Wow. Cause, cause, uh, or, or, or Black Terry seeing what he could have been if he was 30 years younger. Oh, you know, cause, wow. Because their styles are very similar. I, I was so I was I, I know this probably sounds corny, but I was so jazzed to hear people really into Black Terry. Cause... Yeah. Oh, man, it's weekend. He wrestled three matches this weekend. Um, he worked, uh, I think it might have been just three. He might have wrestled four, actually. But I, I know for for sure he was in three ma- in three tag matches. He wrestled, Damn. He wrestled in TJ. Um, Saturday, he wrestled another tag match. I think it was the one with Kaifan and um, Dr. Uh, Dr. Cerebro and somebody else. Yeah, it was Black Terry Negronor versus Kaifan and Dr. Cerebro, I think. And then on, mon- on Sunday, he wrestled in Puebla. Where he teamed up with um, Nero Navarro, uh, Nero Navarro versus Blue Panther and Octagon. 
Wow. So, so if I wrestled that many times in a few days, I, I would be in bed for a week just Dude, and stiff like, as a board. I, he's, it's like, he's, and he's older than I am, damn yeah, it. He's in, he's in his early 60s. It's like, yeah. He's supposed to be mid-60s, too, now. So. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we talked about this before. You think guys like him, Navarro, Casas, Atlantis. I mean, there's got to be something they can teach the younger generation. What, what, you, know the, you know the other thing that I like about Black Terry, very much like Nero Casas, Mm-hmm. Is that they accept the style and what the younger guys are doing. They like they don't mind it. They actually they they work around it, or they work with it. You know, like they try to figure out more or less what they could do in that match to make to bring. Yeah, I think that's stuff. I think that's like really important. Like a lot of you know a lot of younger guys. I think that's a big mistake they make is that they don't you know they don't try to figure what the older generation is doing in the present day. Where I think the smarter veteran wrestlers know that the business evolves decade by decade and yeah. how do we fit in it? How do we do what we do, but also make it fit in, you know, a modern version? I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, um, was, I was surprised oh, on that show. What was that? I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to ask, I noticed that uh, the Tijuana show was a benefit for Nicho. Is uh, he hurt? Is he sick? Do we know? He has a, he's, he's going to get um, surgery on his two knees. Oh. He told us about it. He told us. Oh, it. I forgot about that. Yeah, he he was supposed to get it in January or December, but he's been getting booked a lot, and he kind of doesn't have the money to like do the. I don't. I guess he just wants to like. I guess he doesn't have the money to to do the surgery, so he's. Wow. They're doing benefit shows for him and all that. Uh, supposedly, um, he posted on his Facebook page that AAA had promised to like cover the expenses or help him pay for the the surgeries. And they kind of like they lied to him, so he was like very upset at them. And he's like he's like he he mentioned how AAA are 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 liars and and like they're they're it's disgusting what what the what that what their promotion is you know the brigands the and get. thieves yeah <laughs> so and that stand out even even in the wrestling industry that's known for brigands and thieves yeah he he was very appreciative of the crash doing this oh crash. that's awesome well you know the crash paid it helped pay for um. DJZ's um, surgery. Also, remember when he got hurt? Yes. Yeah. So they've been they've been very um, they've been very w- willing to help guys when they're in trouble and stuff. So oh, that's, that's very that, cool. That, that's cool that they've been able to do that. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of AAA, I didn't know if you wanted to get to this sooner or mm-hmm. later, but uh, on Twitter you said you talked about how you were going to have to explain to me the recent AAA show. And, <laughs> yes, and, and and my response was uh, something, I'm, I'm paraphrasing myself, but I say, okay, should I be sober, stoned, drunk, or drunk and stoned before I hear you say this? You might actually understand it better if you were drunk and stoned. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know, it, it's ever since they've added, um, well, you've seen Lucha Underground, how they how they book their shows it's very um it, like they don't really like plan that far ahead it's just like titles can be switched within a week like the second yes. star thing and stuff like that so stars can be killed in the storyline right yeah, away yeah yeah so it's like <laughs> basically that's kind of like what it is right now with um triple a but imagine that imagine doing that without the talent that the lucha underground roster has you know so you're basically wow. getting you're basically like getting poder del norte working main events and then they like change the entire lineup of their shows completely. 
So that's exactly what they did on this show. Um, so like early in the early during the day, um, Taya, you know Taya, the AAA woman's yes. Reina, the Reina's champion, she tweeted out about how her and Johnny Mundo were um, were enjoying a nice sunny day in um, sunny California, sunny LA. You know, we were we we enjoyed it too. It was a it was a nice day this past Sunday. Um, so she tweeted that out, posted a picture and stuff like that. So of course AAA opens. Well, before they get to that part, they open with um, celebrating Vampiro's birthday. Oh they, boy! They brought out cake. He ended up in the cake, of course. Oh, cake. good, good. So, I was gonna say, but it's like, that is when Hell freezes all over. Is when there's a birthday cake and no face in it on a wrestling show. Yeah, so they do that. So right after that, uh, Mascara de Bronze, who uh, they basically in the last tapings, um, they did this angle where um, four guys got a, each got a suitcase or a briefcase, whatever you want to call it, and um, each of them had you know kind of what WWE does with Money in the Bank, and I think Impact also does this with um, <coughs> with briefcases where they put like a little like something that the guy can win or something. So oh, and they, those ones, I, you know, I never actually saw the TNA ones, but yeah. I heard the descriptions, and um, it it makes less sense than the, the than the craziest thing Johnny Legend ever proposed. Well, I mean, remember it just made yeah. no sense at all. Yeah, because you know you get a briefcase and it's like all it says is that you get a title shot or or you're fired or something like that. Yeah, exactly. I fought hard for this briefcase, which says I'm fired. Yeah. So there there, there, were, there was four, and one of them, Mastro de Bronze, got, and his said that he earned, he had a shot at the AAA World Mega Title held by Johnny Mundo. He could cash in the suitcase at any point, anytime he wanted, any day, any show. So he decided that this show he would cash in that suitcase. So what happens? Johnny Mundo isn't there because obviously he's in Los Angeles. So um, I just thought that was funny. But, you know, like, <laughs> like I don't think anybody really, like, is watching, reading, you know, anybody in, their, in that building, I doubt they're looking at Twitter and being like, hey, he's not here. Why are we doing this? Um, <laughs> so and then, happens, you know, there's somebody in the restroom saying, what, he's not here? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so what ends up happening, uh, they brought back Hernandez. And he ends up, uh, I guess he ends up facing Mascara de Bronce. Uh, Mascara de Bronce wins the match, but Hernandez steals the suitcase, the briefcase from him. So he had the, he had the, for for a, a brief period of time, he had the the shot at the Mega World Title. <laughs> so this match ends, this angle ends, confusing. They get to the next one, which is um, Arhenis, La Parca, and Lancelot. Lancelot beating Averno, Chessman, and Superfly, the OGTs. Um, Lancelot replaced Ricky Marvin. Now, Ricky Marvin, we don't know if he's still in AAA or he's been or he left AAA because they sometimes forget <laughs> to mention him, and sometimes they do mention him. This time they did mention him, but nobody knows where he's at. So uh, OGT ended up losing because they fouled um, Averno, fouled Lancelot. That match goes on. Uh, Laparca being in this match is hilarious because if you follow, um, if you if you go on my uh, my my website, you'll see a, a a recap of Cibernético's appearance on a podcast in Mexico, uh-huh. where, where he's talking about how sad he is to see his compadre La Parca working for opening and second matches. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> and he was talking about how how he 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 can't believe he's like he's like, look, man, I love La Parca. It's his compadre. He's like, but, you know, the guy is blind. He's blind to AAA. Whatever they tell him, 
he believes it's like the greatest thing, he'll buy into it. So so it, it continues with this. But, you know, I think it's also... La Parca's not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a big difference from La Parca and L.A. Park, and yeah, it's so, very obvious to most people. So, like, to to us, we, we see him in a second match. We're like, oh, yeah, he sucks. You know, he's in a second yeah. match. Like, he belongs well, there. Yeah, whereas Cibernetico sees him as being a former star who belongs in the main event, only he's, never, he's not that good. You know, he doesn't belong there anymore. Um, so that's the only thing that I find amusing of that match. Um, oh, there was a hair match between Pimpinella and... Mamba. Oh, yes. Pimpinella won. You could see pictures of Mamba with his head shaved. Very sad. Uh, um, but that match actually was fine. The only difference they made in that was that it was originally going to be a Bull Terrier match. Which uh-huh. is a, I think it's the chain, the chain match. And they switched that over just to a regular match. Uh, the fourth match was supposed to be Hijo de Fantasma versus Kevin Cross. Only they turned it into a three-way match by adding Tejano Jr., but that wasn't enough. They decided to have this match inside a steel cage. So, so what? And, yeah, yeah. So, and and the way they did the cage match, it wasn't done like lucha. You know, like in lucha, the the last guy in is the loser, no yeah. matter what. Well, in this one, they wanted the first guy out would win. You know, win the entire thing. It didn't matter who stayed. So, what ended up happening was it was booked kind of like an America, not like a WWE type of um, mm-hmm. cage. So what ended up happening was Hijo Fantasma and Tejano Jr. came got out at the same time. So it ended in a draw. Oh, jeez. So Vampiro comes out and tells the guys that not only because they ended up, they um, they 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 not only came out at the same time. I guess part somewhere around that time they also announced that um, the winner would earn a shot at a, at um, Johnny Mundo's title. So now there's another guy that's challenging for Johnny Mundo's title. So Johnny was, Mundo in California's title. Yes. So so two guys got out of the cage. That meant now two guys were were getting that shot. So I guess now in Triple Mania there's supposed to be like a three way match: Hijo Fantasma, Tejano Jr., and Johnny Mundo for all three titles. Oh, Johnny Mundo holds three titles. I know you probably didn't realize he held. I did not realize that. Yeah, yeah. So, so that, <laughs> and while this was all going on, Hernandez apparently has issues with Kevin Cross. Which I don't know. I don't think you've seen Kevin Cross wrestle. No, so, I haven't. Yeah. So I, let's just put it this way: you're not gonna want to. You're not gonna run out of. You're not gonna go out of your way to watch Hernandez versus Kevin Cross. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I, I, I know. I almost have this perverse uh, notion to just watch some AAA. Just. Uh, sit there and shake my head from what I, from everything <laughs> I've heard about it. I almost want to just kind of watch the disaster happen. Yeah. So, 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 but wait, there's good news in, out of this, all this mess. Yes. Uh, while Hernandez was out there, Vampiro took away the, the briefcase from Hernandez and gave it back to Mastro de Bronce. So, so Mastro de Bronce got his briefcase back and his shot to, at Johnny Mundo once again. So wait, they stole the briefcase case only to have it returned yes and by vampiro by vampiro because vampiro is like the the entire show is run built around vampiro's um appearances really good lord yeah oh and then they had a tag match the triple a world mega title uh tag team titles um the previous tv tapings they actually had messias and pagano win the tag titles which was i think on may 26th they won the tag team titles so they had to defend them this week 
and they lost them to the guy that they actually beat. They actually beat the previous week, Dark, Dark Cuervo and Dark Scoria. Um, it was a four-way tag match that included Aerostar and Drago and an Australian Suicide and Bengala. Uh, so Macias and Pagano broke up again. Macias left them, left Pagano bloodied up. Um, I'm sure. How excited are you about Dark Cuervo and Dark Scoria being tag team champions again, Kurt? You can hear how excited I am. <laughs> I'm so thrilled. You can yeah. see how my voice is raising, yeah. and I, I just sound really chipper and just, oh, uh, yeah. I think we're, we all were hoping, like, Aerostar and Drago would at least get them back just because at least that's, like, a, a good tag team. <laughs> like Exactly. Uh, oh, man. This yeah. <laughs> oh, and the other tag, the, the, two of the tag teams in this tag team match don't even get along. Like, they, they, they had partners who didn't get along, so it's like that was even more confusing. Oh, and then the main event. Get this, it was a six-way match with, you know, one guy's mask was on the line. Right. So before the match started, they decided to change the rules. And instead of doing that, they decided to have the, the losing team would drop their mask. So they basically had everybody reunite their tag teams in this match. So it was Carter Brava Jr., Soul Walker as a team versus Dr. Wagner Jr. and Psycho Clown as a team and Monster and Murder Clown as a team. Everybody's mask were on the line. Um... The losers ended up being Carter Brava Jr. and Soul Walker. I'm sure uh-huh. you. I'm sure you were shocked that they lost. I mean. Oh, totally. I did not see it coming. Yeah. Not even. You, not you got, even. I, I mean, how, what percentage? Uh, what, how, what? What were the odds of Doctor Wagner Jr. and Psycho Clown losing their, <laughs> their match in this match? I, I just wish uh, there was some betting going on in Vegas. I would have been there. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was one of those. It, it was one of those. The, the entire show, I mean, it just sounds like a to- total train wreck. They're still drawing fans, but it's like, I don't know. Like, I, I think they're, I, I'm really wondering what they're going to do after Triple Mania. They better hope they could get some talent after Triple Mania because it's like, it's it's really scary what the what the promotion's looking like now. Well, it sounded like it's it's been a, it just hasn't been in the last few months. It sounds like a lot of people have been unhappy with them yeah. for a long time. And when I say people being unhappy, not fans, but their own wrestlers, which is not good. Well, you know, that's the thing. Who Who's upset in, in AAA? Because some of the guys are getting pushed that would never have gotten a push by anybody else. You know, Poder del Norte, all these guys, none of these guys would have gotten pushed. Yeah, they're probably just drinking in the moment. Yeah, they're like, man, I can't believe I'm main eventing for <laughs> this gondola. I'm trying yeah. to put myself in the position of, like, I'm trying to remember myself when I first started watching wrestling and whenever they would say something is going to be happening next week on TV, you know, more often than not, they'd come through with it. And I'd be all excited about it. And I'd watch TV to see, you know, if, if Blassie goes after told us or something. Yeah. And I'm trying to picture what it would be like if I was a new wrestling fan. I got all excited about this show. And I went there and I'm looking through my program. Wait, wait, these names are all wrong. Wait, I think they gave me the wrong program. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, especially with Lucha, because Lucha, they basically give you the lineup before the, you know, they you, ha- you already know the lineup at least a week in advance, and they don't, like, they don't, like, stray away from that. Like, they might change. Absolutely. One. Like, if somebody's unable to show up, they, like, replace that person, but it's not like this top to bottom, every single match ends up changing. Like, the stipulations change, everything changes. It's it's not it's kept in a certain um, reasonable order, you know. It's not it makes some sort of sense. Yeah, exactly. Because when there's a lucha show, you know, with CMLL or 
know, even some of the more solid indie feds, uh, when I see like a six man and there's more than one or two guys uh, being replacements for somebody who didn't show, I do a double take like, wait, is this right? You know, cause yeah. you, do, you don't see it as often. Yeah. And you know, the other good news for AAA is that they're going to, especially for our friend, our friends in the UK, um, they're going to be airing on a TV channel over there. Um, channel called Front Runner, <laughs> and suddenly the lucha craze over there will die. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think this is going to lead to a generation of fans wanting to fly in, Carta Brava Jr. and uh, Soul Rocker and Monster Murder Clown? Oh, totally. And I think there's going to be tons of fans from Mexico flying in, flying over to Europe, uh, like kind of like Irish fans do with Conor McGregor, and they'll just be passionate, rabid fans. Yeah. Yeah, you know it's weird. Like whenever, like I've seen the couple of AAA TV shows I've watched this from this year. Like I remember bad wrestling when, like I watched WCW for a lot of the the, the really bad shows, and I can't even like this show is so bad. It's like wow. it's, kind of, it's it's close to that like that level of shows. I think the only difference was like there was so much WCW at that time that you know you kind of like had to like at some point be like okay I'm not going to watch this now. But it's yes. like when, when you only have one show and that one show is bad, that's kind of like that's that's worrisome for like to me. That's that's something I I don't know. I don't know how, if they're gonna like. I I I I think we need Doctor Lucha to start a whole like I'm worried about Triple A's future. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those. It's one of those things that's just weird. Um, yeah. So you were telling me you watched um, CML CML this past week. And um, you may have picked the better show to watch because um, this past Friday show was pretty bad. With um, the, the of, of course, starting with the alter, Grand Alternativa, um, you actually watched the Tuesday show. Um, what did you didn't watch the entire show, right? No, I didn't. I watched uh, um, the matches involving uh, 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 Niebla Roja. You know, he's you know the ongoing feud with. Um, did they take his mask off again? Yes, they did. Okay. I think they're going to be doing that every week for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, he promised. They were, yeah, Ultimo Girl promised he was going to remove his mask no matter where he's at. If he's, if he's facing him in a match, he was going to re- remove the mask. So I actually like that they're doing that. That is cool. Yeah. So um, I, I don't know if this is something he does all the time, but I love uh, the tope that – Soberano Jr. does where it looks like he's a, a track star doing the Fosbury flop over the bar. It's yeah. just such a trick. I, I, I love Soberano Jr. And <clears throat> I really enjoyed the Marco Corleone versus Terrible main event. Uh-huh. And that's why I mentioned earlier about Terrible getting somebody over. I mean, you know, it was nothing complex, but he put over. Uh, Marco Corleone, Corleone, you know, very clean, no last-minute kick out on the three count, and with Marco nailing with with his uh, his running dive twice. Just yeah. terrible. I just it's so funny. I've <laughs> I know I've watched him a lot over the couple of years, but I've only really appreciated him until recently. I mean, I. He's one of those guys, like I say, I always admire somebody who could probably slap a headlock on somebody and make it interesting for five minutes. And I think he's one of the guys who could. Yeah, that, he, he, he's he's somebody cool. that, that you always, like when, he's, when, he, when he disappears briefly from CMLL, he's always like, there's a couple of weeks where he's not really on shows. 
you kind of like, you're like, why isn't this guy used more of it? Because he, he, I really like when he works with smaller wrestlers, Terrible. Yeah. Like when he's in there with Titan and guys like that, it's always really fun. Because he's got, but even with like Marco and, and Rush, he always has good matches with those guys. I mean. It was really enjoyable. I mean, yeah. it, and it wasn't like, you know, the high spots, the moves, it was the overall thing. It looked like they were trying to kick each other's asses and they had a really good feel to it. I just, yeah, uh, Terrible is up there on yeah. my top ten easily. Well, Probably top five even. Yeah, speaking of Terrible, his, um, his, one of his um, group members from the TGR, well, actually, um, Shocker returned, which is one of his other members in the, in the group. One of, you know, it's, it's that group that nobody really understands, like, why it exists. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's poor is saddled with guys who are pretty much past their primes. And Vangelis, who's like the fourth guy. Well, um, the fourth member of that group, Vangelis, uh, this past Friday, that really was the, bis- the big, besides Ultimo Guerrero and Sansone winning the, the first group of um, Gran Alternativa, they're advancing to the final for that, which should be a good match once they get to that match. I think in, not this week, but the following week. Um, Vangelis was in a trios match where he teamed up with Nero Casas and Ray Bucanero versus Rush, Piroth, and um, Echicero. And Vangelis, this, well, Ray Bucanero and Echicero have issues going back to when um, Echicero beat him for the title, the, mm-hmm. whatever title he beat him for. You know, there's so many titles in female. You know, <laughs> totally, yeah. He beat him for the title. They went to, to the outside and they like were, you, you kind of saw Ray Bucanero disappear from the match for a bit. And while Negro Casas was in there with, um, with Piroz and Rush, Vangelis ended up turning on um, Nero Casas, costing his own team the match, and Piroz got the win for his team. So everybody was wondering. Um, they went to a, like a commercial break, I think. Um, that you know that that little ad that they show, and then they came back, and Vangelis had the mic. Vangelis had the mic. Can you believe that, Vangelis? No, I know. In fact, when you were telling me that uh, when you started, you know, giving a little narration of Vangelis doing an angle of this magnitude. I sat there thinking, why? I was even I was even wondering where has he been. I mean, obviously I don't watch every week, so but I don't remember hearing his name mentioned or anything. Yes, yes exactly. He's one of those guys where everybody's like he could be working on in Guadalajara, and people will ask me where's he at. He just wrestled this past week or something. You know, it's one of those. <laughs> so um, so he grabs the mic and he tells the um, Rush and Pierrot that he wants to join the Ingobernables because. They obviously have an sp- empty spot now that Lamaster is gone. So Piroth goes that- back and grabs the mic and tells him that, no, he's not good enough to be part of the Ingobernables. And then Rush comes out, and you see him holding like some sort of um, weapon, like a, mm-hmm. like, like a board or something, and they just start beating on, um, on Vangelis. They, they, they wow. attack him. So basically what Rush and Piroth said is that um, he could keep trying to join the group, but they're not going to add him just because of one attempt in joining the group, that that's not enough. That's so, actually a very cool angle, I think. Yeah, so, so actually earlier in the, I think it might have been um, on Thursday, late Thursday or, or, or Friday, early Friday, they, um, they, Mas Lucha posted an interview they did with the entire, like not the entire family, not except exception being Dragon Lee wasn't there, but it was an interview with Rush, Piroth, later Mystico joined it, and um, Piroth's brother, who wrestled in Guadalajara, um, he previously wrestled as Pitbull number two, mm-hmm. not, not to be confused with Pitbull number two from ECW. <laughs> Pitbull number two from Guadalajara, guys. What um, an original name! Yeah, wow, he's <laughs> changing his name. 
but before they before he changed his name, they wanted to announce that that he that he would be representing the Ingobernables on the independent scene as Septiembre Negro Jr. Holy shit. <laughs> you so, make the most tasteless gimmick yes. in the history of so, lucha. So, so who do I who do I message? I message Rob Viper, and I say, "Hey, we almost had we almost had Vangelis and September Negro because we're we're constantly bringing up these like like offensive." Um, oh my god! That people don't really like. A lot of people don't follow that they're offensive. I think you're probably uh, there's a handful of people like we can make light about this stuff, and it's like. But it's always us two that always like find it amusing. And, oh yeah, uh, yeah. I, I can't remember when I figured it out because I remember I remember seeing uh, September Negro, the original, in all the yeah. magazines when I was like a teenager. Vicka Mesqua. What's that? Vicka Mesqua. Vicka Mesqua. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I remember uh, a few years later realizing what it meant. I'm going, oh dear, that that's odd. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, he was talking about how he's bringing it back because it's a cool mask and all this stuff, and I'm like, yeah, I, I guess, but. You know, it's kind of offensive. <laughs> I I agree too. I, I mean, it's one of the few times I, because because Rubinsky tried to get involved and get the gimmick put away. Oh, cause, really? I mean, wow. Because he he was Jewish and yeah. he found it very offensive. Yeah. And um, I guess he was overruled. Yeah. You know, yeah. But, and then this guy's talking about how how there's been other September Negroes afterwards, and he's like, "But I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna make it." bring it back to what it was in the past. And I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> and it's like, I was laughing. But, but you know, the scary thing is, like, for about a brief second, before he said he was going to only represent them on the independent scene, although it's possible he could re- represent Ingo Bernables, he could always return to, he could always join CMLL. I mean, it's not like they're, they're not picky about talent, you know, like they have, to yeah. listen. they have Thunder and Pierrot. So it's like, it's, they, they're not like the, they're not like, they're not picking on their undercard and all that stuff. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. It's not like they're gonna go. Oh, he's too bad for our promotion. Exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, CML is so much better than AAA on the whole, but that doesn't mean they do knucklehead things. They do a yeah. lot of knucklehead things. Yeah. So we were so close to like having September Negro and CML, and as soon as he said, "No, I'm, I'm only representing <laughs> them in, in the independence," and he's like. If Lamastro needs my help, I'm here for him. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think La needs your help, dude. But that, that oh, was just that just made me laugh. Yeah, that, that was the other, that, that was the that was the big news from um, the, the Gobernables. Um But I think Russian Piros, I think what they want, they want the other brothers to be part of it, Dragon Lee and Mystico. Yes, which I think would make a little more sense to have Mystico. I, I and I think it would look a lot more dynamic. Maybe even Dragon Lee, you know, because I think it would look. The, the only problem is that you would have to get real, like another cool technical to like, although you have Volador Jr., which is who's pretty cool, but like some of the younger guys, maybe like Soberano and guys like that, more involved. Absolutely. I'd like to see more of that. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm, really? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty stoked at the push Soberano's getting. That's, that's one of my current phases. Yeah, him and the Dinamitas, really. They're, they're yes. getting the push. Uh, the other news about another group that's possibly coming back. You haven't heard of this group in a couple of years. Probably in like seven or eight years, um, Echicero wrestled this past Sunday against Satanico. Before that match, Echicero um, wanted um, to make a, a, a throw in an added stipulation into the match. They didn't add it into this match, but after the match, they did talk about it afterwards. Echicero wants control of the Infernal's name. Oh, how cool! 
and then when Satanico responded, Satanico told him, "Well, I'll 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 put the control of the of the Infernalis name on the line if you put your mask on the line." And I mean, I'm I'm obviously guessing Satanico would lose. That's I what I would think. I, but I mean, I, imagine an Infernalis. I mean, I, I'd be curious to see what they would add. Probably some, like we were t- we were talking about this on the on the other podcast, and we're like, you know, we could. It could be really good, or it could be really bad. It could be really bad. Like if you if you get two other people who are either like the original Infernalis or somebody along the lines of Hechicero, yeah, it it'll be the most bitching thing you'll ever see. But then again, if they get another Pierroth type, yeah, <laughs> like we were, and you never know what they're gonna do too. I mean, because yeah, we were thinking up of of guys that they could add. Because you know, it's the amount. I remember when when Lucy Ferno was um, thrown into Hijo del Inferno. And how everybody wanted Echicero to be in that group. <laughs> and yeah. They didn't care. They're like, we're going to put in Luciferno. We don't care. Yeah, I know. It's so funny because you know, I'll hear so many people discussing wrestling angles like, well, this is the logical thing to do. And the first thing everybody needs to know is logic does not always go hand in hand with wrestling promotion. I mean, there's a lot of things where the obvious answer is obvious to everybody except for the people booking the shows. Yeah, yeah, that's so weird. It it, it always stumps me when I, I like you you come up with all these like like when when you watch the shows and you're like, are these people not watching these shows because like they're so bad, or like there's something that they're not doing right, and you're like, aren't you guys watching this or are you just watching that uh-huh. one? The one well, we, show we, we've seen that in some some indie dressing rooms uh, uh, where. Somebody comes in and just says, boy, were we over. Oh, my God, did you hear that pop? And everybody else is just kind of looking uncomfortable saying, yeah, I guess we heard the pop a little, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so so that's the other, like, news as far as, like, and then th- there's the other thing. We don't know if it's going to be, like, a, an Infernalis group in the Independence or in CMLL. I would think it would be in CMLL because I think that would make a little more sense, although... I think how many groups can we possibly have now? I mean, they have trouble keeping, like, some of these groups are having trouble just keeping their their groups together. It's like because guys getting fired or, or leaving or you know they. Never yeah, I was going to say I I well I'm not surprised, but I think if I were in a promotion during a time or running a promotion during a time when I knew that uh, WWE is a lot more liberal about picking, you know, using guys from Japan from Mexico. I'd try to think, okay, who's the most valuable and how can I keep them here? You know? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know, obviously, I mean, Somber probably did it with the greatest maturity. It looks like he let them know a long time ahead of time and it was a good out, but, I mean... Yeah, he even got a, ma- he even got a mask match out of it, so... Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that was a really, that was a really fun uh, mask match. Yeah. I mean, the whole angle, not just the match itself, it was just... It was a fun time. So you did find that did you you did hear that the, the 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 trios match that everybody had been talking about for like the past seven months finally happened. What trio match is that? The Casas family getting a shot at the trios titles. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I did hear about it. Yeah, it, 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 they posted. Um, so Puma, I asked. Puma and Tiger, while they were on Informa, <laughs> uh-huh. as they were waiting for their turn to call, uh, be on the show, I send them a, a message and I tell them, "Hey, can you guys find out if your match is going to be on? Um, if it's going to air on, you know, is it, are they going to air it? Or are they going to do anything with it?" 
<laughs> and I got the answer and informer right away that no, they're not going to air it. But Puma, Puma and his girlfriend mentioned that um, they would post it on on his YouTube channel. He he started up a YouTube channel. Puma, oh no way! And he actually did post it. There's a handheld of that match. Oh, that is so cool and yeah, so, so worth checking out. I take it. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I haven't. Oh seen my it, god! But, no, I would like to see that. Yeah. So that that was the other triple A, the other CMLL news. Um, Volador Junior's back. I guess today they had a they ran another angle with him and Carvernario. So I guess we're we're going to get a Carvernario oh. Volador Junior singles match again. Want to know the date as far ahead of time? So <laughs> yeah, I'll know I'm not going to be doing anything on that Friday night, but watching. Lucha. Well, we don't know if it's Friday. It might be on a Tuesday show because if it happened today, it might be on a Tuesday show. That's true too. I'd, yeah. I'd, I I think that's one. I mean, I know it's a few months away. I'd almost try to save that for the anniversary. Well, I mean, or, 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 maybe not for like the main event, but um, well, they're just having a match. They're not doing anything other than. But don't you think they're gonna tease up to an appointment eventually? Eventually, I'm guessing, but it's like they're just having a match. I don't know. You're yeah. asking me. You're asking me to predict CMLL in advance. <laughs> That's right. Even after after I went after I went along here saying how unpredictable they are, yeah, what knucklehead yeah. moves they do, I'm thinking, do you think? Yeah, I, I guess they flip a coin, yeah. layer, won't they? Yeah. Oh, the the, the other in, there, there's the big indie news, Kurt. You remember that indie promotion called X Law? Yes, I do. They're back. They've returned. They've returned. <laughs> oh. After, after nine years of of. of being dormant, they've returned with an invasion angle on DTU shows this past week. Oh my lord, that must have been so shocking. Yes, I, I was like, I tweeted out because uh, you know that promotion was started up by um, the Super Luchas editor um, Ernesto Campo. That's I'm what like, I had hey. thought. And yeah, is I'm, it... like, I'm like, I hope Ernesto was there raising the flag of X Law for this ma- for this for this invasion. <laughs> um, yeah, but. So far the, Rather than that, Ernesto saying, what, X-Law's back? Yeah. <laughs> when did that happen? Yeah, yeah. Which is he, something he, I could picture happening in wrestling, too. Yeah, he, I guess he, he, uh, he, I guess he's close with those guys, like Halloween and all those guys. So, oh, no, that's so... Yeah, so, so they, they kind of were the ones that... The first guy that showed up was Halloween as part of that group. Um, the other guys have been DTU guys like um, um, Gio and Junior, who are, who run, they're a tag team in, in DTU that's called Los Malcriados, mm-hmm. the bad boys. Um, the troublemaking bad, you know, the troublemakers. Uh, yeah. They they were the first two guys that were unmasked as part of that group, and then Pesadilla, another guy who's part of that um, DTU, he's now a part of that group. So I think they're just, I think they just wanted a a, a a a faction of their own to like run in these like as an opposition. Right, you know? right. And I and and I was being a bit facetious earlier, but when they did do uh, the you know the invasion angle. I mean, do people remember X Law, <laughs> or is it just like, huh, who are these guys running in the ring? Yes. Well, you know, I'm guessing there might be like the one, sh- the first show they did that. There was maybe like I didn't see a lot of people in attendance, so it's like I don't think people <laughs> remembered. I, I, I mean, when I was when I heard about, it, I was like, how many people remember X Law? I mean, it's been nine years. I mean, nobody like I could talk about. We could do a, a, a Lucha Classica on X Law. And people wouldn't remember what it was. I think we're at the That is a bizarre yeah. thought. Yeah. That, that much like, time has passed. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's not, it's not. The other news from this past week, Kurt, I know you were excited. I know you were waiting patiently to, actually, you can't watch it because you don't have Oh my God, Bull Nakano's coming out of retirement. Lucha Underground is back. 
Oh my gosh. Now I'm jazzed, so I can I I can I can stream it but not watch it. Yeah. Oh you 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 don't have you don't have L Ray Network, huh? No, I don't. Yeah. We uh we dished our cable sometime yeah. ago and rely on, you know, the you know, the Netflix, the uh So you'll watch it on Netflix when it gets posted on there. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Unless Cubs fan does it first. <laughs> <laughs> well, well well they basically had a match where it was Johnny Mundo versus the Mac. In an all night long match, you, I think you saw the first, the, the, the first match of that, wasn't? Didn't you? Yes, I did. Where it was just like one match that goes all the way to the very end of the show. Um, yes. Only this one, they still have three minutes left on the show, and somehow they basically ended the mat, the match at that point, and they basically spent the last three minutes announcing that they were going to have like another regular match featuring these two guys on the next show. And it's like, okay, so why did you guys waste time on this match? Yeah. Uh, I'm having flashbacks with Travel Guerrero and Roddy Piper uh, being hyped for this coming uh, Friday's main event. And then the TV main event is Travel versus Roddy Piper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was basically like one of those, like, well, you know, the thing is, that it, it, it it was a good match, though, but it's like, it, it I don't know, it just, it doesn't matter how good good they are. I mean, same with Travel and Piper. They they fucking work great together. They were awesome, but you know, not every other Friday. <laughs> yeah, you know, like you saw this already. It should have had a conclusion. I mean, Johnny. I mean, how hard is it? Johnny Mundo wins, moves on to the next guy. Because I mean, absolutely, yeah. I, I like the Mac, but it's like if you're not if he's not going to win the belt, I don't need to see the Mac versus Johnny Mundo again. If they've already done an hour, you know, or, or thirty seven minutes, really. If you take out the commercials and all that, thirty-seven minute a thirty-seven minute match. I don't need to watch the following week another. Yeah, I think a specialty know. match like that, especially, like, when, especially <laughs> that goes so far, should be like the like the blow off. Yeah, exactly. That's what I that's what I thought too. Like they should this should have been the blow off match, but it's like <laughs> you know it's 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 the new booking of this of the the younger kids nowadays. They all like to make it all confusing. Yeah, uh, yeah, they they like to make confusing, and half of them base it off something they, they saw on TV five years back and want to recreate, even though they don't want to build a story uh, for the for yeah. the fans first. They yeah, you yeah we'll know, just get up there, do a whole bunch of moonsaults, and the fans will go crazy. And I'm saying, no, that angle you thought of way way back in the past, they built up to why they did so many high spots. And you know, it's weird they could they could have ended the match the way like I think there was a there was a splash off a off a off a ladder. Mm-hmm. Through a table, and I think that would have been that would have been fine. But yeah. they just kept going, and it's like, come on, guys! It's like it wasn't like they, they they did a good job of timing it. But I mean, you still see three minutes going. There's still three more minutes. They could have kept going, or like they could have counted the pin, and it would have all night long. To me, is that it's the entire show. It doesn't mean you know part. <laughs> it, it wasn't all night long. It was part of the night long. It's <laughs> a long, long night. Yes, partial <laughs> night long, with uh, no yeah. road going home. Yeah, yeah. They should, yeah, they should change the name of it to, uh, you know, to a purgatory match. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, the the other thing, uh, there's a there's a a big show this um, June 11th. Uh, there's going to be a a show called Breaking the Barrier. Um, it's going to be streamed by Powerbomb TV. I think it's I think it's part of their VOD packages and all that. But they have this lucha tag match. I mean, this lucha tag match has had so much bad luck. Um, I think you might have heard of this match when it first got announced. Um, it was Puma and Tiger versus Los Traumas. Mm-hmm. Well, then, like about a couple of days later, 
or maybe like a couple of weeks later, they announced that um, the traumas weren't going to make it. Mm-hmm. So, or they had, they just said traumas were removed from the show and they had Puma and Tiger versus um, Girl Maya Jr. and Triton, mm-hmm. right? who was in, who's, who was at the time going to be in, I think he's in Chicago, flying out of Chicago to go to these other places. And then from that point, uh, it later was announced that Triton was removed, wasn't going to be able to make it because he was going to be, I guess he was coming back to Mexico, he was going to go back to Mexico. And he was replaced by Sky Day. And then, like a week later, we find out that Tiger can't make it to the show. And <laughs> yes, I think I think it might have been early early Monday. Uh, it was announced Puma announced that Felino would take his spot. So now the match is Puma Felino versus uh, Sky Day and Guerrero Maya Jr., which should be a fine match. But it's like it just changed so many so many times. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, should we poke fun at this or should we consider this? Uh, th- this angle an homage to AAA booking. Well, you know the the other thing is that the the promoter was um one of the guys who was um handling. I don't know if he was a promoter or just handling the contacting the talent. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of was on a podcast and he talked about um how he talked to Los Traumas. Well, he didn't talk to Los Traumas, but he talked to other people, and these other people were telling him the stories about Los Traumas, not Los Traumas, the trauma too. Remember that story from? Yes, the, I do remember the story, story. where he... so. Um, these people were bringing that, that's all they brought up. And it got to the point where they, um, the, the guy said that he talked to another person and that one person told him enough where he decided not to book them. That is bizarre. Yeah. So then I started, you know, I was like, I was wondering what that was all about. So I contacted trauma one mm-hmm. and what trauma one told me was that this promoter told them that they canceled the show. <laughs> oh dear. So, Do they not know people are going to find out? <laughs> yeah. And I told him, I told him, I, I, when, when Trauma One told me that, I go, you know, he, um, this is, I told him, this is what they've done with that, that show is still happening. This is what has happened in that match that you were going to be a part of. And I go, I go, I just thought you should know because um, you know how it is. People start talking, you know, start making, start talking about gossip and stuff like that. And I go, and it has something to do with your, what ha- that story from your brother in the past. And he's like, he's like, no, nah, man. That he's like, no. Nah, they told us they canceled it. <laughs> oh my go. gosh! Like, and yeah. and just and and just think, okay, I I I think if you're in the promoter's shoes, the smart thing to do was say say that really upset you and didn't get be on the show, and of course they're hearing from people who probably want to uh, kind of sabotage yes, lo- exactly. Los Traumas. Like, see, and yes. he doesn't see that. And okay, even if he did think, okay, I don't don't want these guys on my show in the future, still have the match that's advertised, have them do a job or do whatever you do, and then just don't book them later. And 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 you know it's weird because that's you get that a lot in wrestling. Like we still like we we get like the times I've been around other wrestlers, they'll tell me like stuff about a wrestler who like there you know like there might be a rumor about this guy something he did wrong or something. And then yeah. when, you ask, when you ask that wrestler or you find out that that wasn't true, that story still exists because that wrestler didn't, like, do enough to, like, say, hey, that didn't – or that person didn't, like, hear that it wasn't true. So they continue to bring that up, and it's, like, it's, it's an ongoing rumor that never ends. And, Even so, many, and so, many re- so many wrestlers participate in the gossip that yeah. – even when it's somebody who sounds credible, presents himself intelligently, you still have to take it with a grain of salt. Well, you you know, it was like when people were telling me, like, like, yeah, it's that, and they were telling me all this, like, stuff, and it's like, 
you do realize those guys wrestled in L.A. afterwards. I mean, they were still flying into, they were still coming into L.A. I go, and I go, I understand that they came to L.A. Maybe you don't think that's like a, but, you know, I think, I don't think you could come into L.A. illegally, like before, you know what I mean? Like, right, not, right. I, 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 I know it used to be a mix where there's guys who had all their papers intact and there were other guys who would, you know, do a little, you know, uh, sprint across the border yeah and i think now it's a little bit harder that way i think you know yeah. you have to and then i was i mentioned like they work chicago it's like they've been in chicago also so it's like they i think they were in atlanta too like now that i think about it, i think they were in like somewhere else besides that so they've been traveling because i even asked them um, trauma one i go i know you guys are traveling still in in the u.s i go i just thought it was weird that you guys were like these guys were so worried about using you guys and he was like He's like, no, they just told us that they just they don't they canceled the show on us. Based oh. on one story and one story where we don't even know what the scoop there is. Was, yes, there was no like it just ended. Like all they said was um they asked trauma too about it and he said that he did that it wasn't true and that I think he mentioned I think there was more to it where he said that um that the that he didn't really know the girl that well. And mm-hmm. that it seemed like she was she I think it was just her like kinda of coming up with stuff like she was upset with him. And came up with that story. Gotcha. But we never heard anything else about it. So it's like, I don't know. It, it it never led to anything. So like to think that you would do that. I mean, there's a lot of guys that you're booking. You know, I, you know, the other thing I thought was funny is like when I thought about that, you're upset. You're, you won't use these guys, fly them in, but you'll post their videos on your, um, your, you know, your, your <laughs> yeah. streaming service. So it's like, that's kind of a hypocritical type of thing. So it's like, that is know. very much so. Yeah. So yeah, that was the other thing. Um, the other, the, the other thing that I wanted to mention was um, Kira, who's really just killing it on the indie scene. Mm-hmm. Have you seen her wrestle, Kira? I don't think I have, I but I saw the link that you sent me, so that's uh, I'm going to watch that uh, along with the Black Terry tag match. Yeah, watch. I think you might be able to find it. There's a match with her versus Zuxies. Is that the mask? That's the, oh, I'm sorry. That's, the one you gave me the link to—that's mask versus mask, right? Yeah, yeah. That's with Yosa Ketsu. Yes. Ketso, she's not that good, but you mm-hmm. can see—you can see Kira's really good. Like she's very, um, she's a very good Ruta, but um, she's real. Like the last this past year, she's she won that mask match. She's won three titles. It's she's been very good this year. So oh, I, very she, cool. I okay, I got to start. Yeah, you got to check her out. out. She, She's—I think she, there's a couple of other matches where she's really good in the matches that. I, like the Zuxi's match is really good from, I think it was from 2015. That oh, wow. Really yeah. Excellent. Yeah, so, do you have anything else you want to talk about? No, I think that's about it. We covered everything? I think we've covered everything, and, and, and thank you for updating me on what's going on with Lucha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What sporadic uh, view, viewing I do, I really enjoy, but it is good to get the whole rundown from you. Totally. Yeah, I, I I should send you the the Doctor Lucha episode of um that we did of Lucha Classic. Oh, if you could, I would love to hear yeah, that. It's, it's a really good episode. Um, all of you guys who are listening to this, you could hear. I actually posted a, a ten minute preview available through um, the the Lucha World podcast feed. You could find that on on iTunes and all that stuff. But the Lucha Classica podcast, um, it's only available at Podbean at luchaworld.podbean.com. For $2.95 and on Patreon at patreon.com slash luchaworld as a $3 reward with patrons having reward options of $1, $3, and $5. I like how I add the $1 option and really all you get is a, <laughs> a thank you. <laughs> 
end the episode. The episode with Dr. Lucha is one that any history fan would um, would yeah. enjoy. It's about the whole formation of AAA. It's it's uh, infant days. Well, you know what I want to do is the next Lucha Classica. I want to do the what was going on during that because um, we could go through the box. I'll go through the box of Lucha and we'll do this. We'll talk about what was going on around that time in Lucha, like not just not the AAA stuff. Oh, that like, would be cool. What was going on with CMLL and um, UWA? And I because that was, was such a you know as as a fan that was a really fun time. Just yeah, so much I, was going on. Andre the Giant was in Japan, uh, was in Mexico at that time. Remember oh that? yeah, was that when that was he, toward the end of it all, wasn't yeah, it? Where he, he, he would be with Bad News Code? Yes, yeah. when they were talking about how bad he looked and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah, and I think there was a Blue Panther um, Atlantis feud also going on at that time, if I'm not mistaken. That might, I think there was something to them. Although, you know, with CMLL, they could be feuding at any point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so true. Yeah, so, so, so true. It, 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 this, this episode was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, but next episode, we'll definitely do that. Um, you'll be on that one. Okay, cool. Yeah, I look that, forward that, to that's it. The plan. We'll, we'll have that. We'll do that one. So, until next time, ladies and gentlemen... Hare Krishna.